Do you have a heart for social justice? That's great. But a heart for social justice, apart from a definition of justice, is only going to lead to injustice. Welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. I'm reading The Quest for Cosmic Justice by Thomas Sowell, the esteemed economist and senior fellow at Stanford's Hoover Institution. Now you may ask, well, Tommy, what's this book about? Well, here's what he has to say. General principles such as justice or equality are often passionately invoked in the course of arguing about the issues of the day. But such terms, this is so true, usually go undefined and unexamined. Often, much more could be gained by scrutinizing what we ourselves mean by such notions than by trying to convince or overwhelm others. If we understood what we were really saying, in many cases we might not say it, or if we did, we might have a better chance of making our reasons understood by those who disagree with us. A few days ago, I posted a quote from Milton Friedman on my Facebook site. Friedman is a free market economist, and he said, I quote, A society that puts equality in the sense of equality of outcome ahead of freedom will end up with neither equality nor freedom. The use of force to achieve equality will destroy freedom, and the force introduced for good purposes will end up in the hands of people who use it to promote their own interests. You got to think about that one. I received a lot of feedback on that post, and there's a lot to unpack in his statement. But in part, Friedman is emphasizing that our attempts to bring equality and equity often result in inequality and inequity. But again, that's pretty heavy talk, so let me get to a practical example that Thomas Sowell uses to illustrate this point. A trivial example may illustrate some of the costs of correcting some kinds of inequalities and injustices. In San Francisco in 1996, a relative of one of the city's supervisors telephoned a pizza company to ask to have a pizza delivered to his home. He was told that the company did not deliver pizza where he lived, which happened to be in a high-crime neighborhood. Immediately, there was an outburst of moral indignation. A law was passed decreeing that anyone who makes deliveries to the public in any part of the city must make deliveries all over the city. Here, in this simple example, we have all the elements of the quest for cosmic justice. Since most people are not criminals, even in a high-crime neighborhood, large numbers of innocent people have various additional costs imposed on them through no fault of their own, in this case the cost of being unable to receive deliveries of food, furniture, packages, and other things that other people take for granted elsewhere. They are treated unequally. From a cosmic perspective, this is an injustice, in the sense that, if we were creating the universe from scratch, this is not something that most of us would choose to include in it. However, unlike God at the dawn of creation, we cannot simply say, let there be equality, or let there be justice. We must begin with the universe that we were born into, and weigh the costs of making any specific change in it to achieve a specific end. We cannot simply do something whenever we are morally indignant, while disdaining to consider the costs entailed. 
In this case, the increased costs would include dead truck drivers. In American high-crime neighborhoods, the probability that a given young man living there will be killed is greater than the probability that a given American soldier would be killed in World War II. While the odds may not be as great for someone making deliveries there, they may also not be negligible. Nor should we ignore the possibility that an outsider may attract more attention and resentment, resulting in greater risks. Once we begin to consider how many deliveries are worth how many dead truck drivers, we have abandoned the quest for cosmic justice and reduced our choices to the more human scale of weighing costs versus benefits. Across a wide spectrum of issues, the difference between seeking cosmic justice and seeking traditional justice depends on the extent to which costs are weighed. The enormous difference that this can make needs to be made explicit so that we do not keep talking past one another on something as important as justice. Cosmic justice is not simply a higher degree of traditional justice. It is a fundamentally different concept. Now, one point Sol makes in his book, The Quest for Cosmic Justice, is that we pretty much all believe in justice. However, if we don't define the concept of justice we have in our minds, we will simply be talking in circles. We'll be, we'll be talking over one another. So Sol differentiates between cosmic justice, traditional justice, and social justice. So let's take a look at these three. Cosmic justice is, as Thomas Sowell notes, not simply a higher degree of traditional justice. It's fundamentally a different concept altogether. It is viewing the world as it ought to be. And I could add parenthetically, most people, it's viewing the world as I think it ought to be. Um, actually, when it comes to cosmic justice, the biblical word shalom fits very nicely here. Shalom means the world as it ought to be or things as they ought to be. Now, the problem when it comes to our understanding of cosmic justice is, one, we're not God to define what should be, and two, is this, when the world pursues their vision of what cosmic justice should be, it almost invariably or inevitably results in injustice for some at the desire for pursuing justice for all. Now, traditional justice, say in law or in the courts of law, is concerned with that law being measured out equally to all under the law. Traditional justice is it's about ensuring impartial processes. It has less to do with outcomes than ensuring by fair processes that just outcomes can or do occur. Now, social justice seeks to rectify undeserved disadvantages for select groups. And as Sol notes in the San Francisco pizza delivery case, is that this is often done with disregard to the cost to other individuals or groups or even to the requirements of a society as a whole. So while one group benefits, social justice, other groups are disadvantaged in the process. And my aha moment was this, a society that puts social justice as measured by personal visions of cosmic justice will ultimately trample traditional justice. I'll say that again. A society that puts social justice as measured by personal visions of cosmic justice will ultimately 
trample traditional justice. And the challenge we're facing today is that the pursuit of social justice often comes as the result of one group's idealized cosmic justice superimposed on the rest of society. And I think that's the essence of, say, the Equality Act today. In the pursuit of one group's idealized vision in the name of social justice, it will bypass traditional justice and impose their cosmic view of the way things should be upon others, thereby creating inequity and inequality in their very own quest for equality. Now, I don't want this entire podcast to get too long, but let me give you one example that Thomas Sowell drops in chapter one. Now, I love the fact Thomas Sowell today is 92, and he has pretty much stayed consistent with respect to his views for a long, long time. He's an economist, and he is black. Listen to what he has to say. In the United States, for example, many of the social problems of the contemporary black underclass are almost automatically attributed to a legacy of slavery. The prevalence of fatherless families in the black ghettos, for example, has been widely explained by the lack of legally constituted families under slavery. But if one proceeds beyond plausibility and guilt to actually seek out the facts, an entirely different picture emerges. A hundred years ago, when blacks were just one generation out of slavery, the rate of marriage in the black population of the United States was slightly higher than that of the white population. Most black children were raised in two-parent families even during the era of slavery and for generations thereafter. The catastrophic decline of the black nuclear family began, like so many other social catastrophes in the United States, during the decade of the 1960s. Prior to the 1960s, the difference in marriage rates between black and white males was never as great as five percentage points. Yet today, that difference is greater than 20 percentage points and widening even though the nuclear family is also beginning to decline among white Americans. Whatever the explanation for these changes, it lies much closer to today than to the era of slavery however disappointing that may be to those who prefer to see social issues as moral melodramas. Now you may hear that and you may say, Tommy, is your message don't pursue social justice? No, not at all. Well, is your message slavery and its effects are not real? No, not at all. My point is that a society that puts social justice as measured by personal visions of cosmic justice hence ignoring sometimes the facts, will trample traditional justice. And that's what makes the biblical vision so compelling. Because the biblical narrative is that God did create the world as it should be. But we messed it up. So God sends a Redeemer, the only Redeemer, Jesus, to bring us back into relationship with Himself. Because it's until our hearts get reordered, it's hard to reorder the world. And the biblical narrative is also that Jesus is going to come again to put the world right. And until that time, we do work for justice, but it has to be God's vision of it. Again, my aha moment is a society that puts social justice as measured by personal visions of cosmic justice will ultimately trample traditional justice. So to Sol's point, define those terms, because apart from definitions, 
we end up talking over each other and around each other and we fail to hear each other. And in that process, we don't get what we all want, which is justice. And that's my thought on my walk with Thomas Sowell and his powerful book, The Quest for Cosmic Justice. Now my question is, what will you do with that thought on your walk through life today? <music>